Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home an auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Shake Them Ropes is a proud member of the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com for commentary, news, opinion, and podcasts in the world of pro wrestling. From WWE to New Japan to Ring of Honor, TNA, and more, visit VoicesOfWrestling.com. Subscribe free to Shake Them Ropes on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Downcast, or any of your favorite podcatchers. Past episodes can be found at VoicesOfWrestling.com slash STR. Shake Them Ropes is a free podcast. Support the show by rating and reviewing us on iTunes and by using our Amazon affiliate link when making your purchases through Amazon. It's easy to do. Just visit VoicesOfWrestling.com slash Amazon, shop on the website like normal, and a portion of the proceeds go to support our show. There's no extra cost at all to you, so visit VoicesOfWrestling.com slash Amazon today. No sympathy for the devil. Keep that in mind. Buy the ticket, take the ride. And if it occasionally gets a little heavier than what you had in mind, well, maybe chalk it off to forced conscious expansion. Tune in, freak out, get beaten. Hunter S. Thompson, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Shake them ropes for this week. Rob McCarron just got back from Vegas, so he hasn't watched any pro graps, and I'm going to quiz him on Raw. I spent the weekend watching a lot of very good wrestling at PWG All-Star Weekend. And we go into our top 100 match for this week, Brock Lesnar versus Kurt Angle from WrestleMania in Seattle. Here on Shake Them Ropes. Joining us now, the host of Shake Them Ropes, a very travel-weary, perhaps, Rob McCarron. Hi, Rob. Hi, Jeff. Yeah, I'm tired. I literally just got back. I walked into this house maybe three minutes ago. This is what you get for taking a later flight. <laughs> <laughs> Took a later flight back from Vegas. They overbooked the original one. Ironically enough, the first one out of Vegas for the day was the one that was overbooked. So these people just couldn't wait to get out. Well, people like to get ahead of it and get out early so that, you know, they're not tempted to stay. And also just to possibly beat the crowds. Now, did you gamble any? Because I know you do not partake in adult beverages most of the time. Most of the time. Most of the time. Or was uh, it kind I get- of- or was it just kind of like a relax by the pool and chill with the lady Yeah, and go uh, see a show? Most of the time it was that. The first day we got there, which was Saturday, and then the last day we were really there, which was yesterday, uh, Tuesday, we spent basically the entire time by the pool. It was pool day. Uh, went to Fremont Street on, uh, on Saturday night for a little bit. Um, Fremont Street, home of great cheap carnival food. <laughs> yeah, it was home of a lot of stuff too. Yeah, uh, it was the first time I had ever been there because you know when the uh, the time when I met you in person mm-hmm. was July Fourth weekend, um, two years ago now. Well, yeah, two years ago, two thousand fourteen. Yeah, we had just started the show. We're coming up on our anniversary, I think, next week. That's right. We had just started uh, started the show, Shake Them Ropes. It was the first time I had met you. I didn't go to Fremont Street that trip. I was there for about two and a half days, and I basically stayed around. Uh, you know, the strip and we went to the UFC show and all that stuff, but, uh, I didn't get my way out to Fremont street, but I did that today or did that this trip. Uh, so I got to uh, see that a little bit, but yeah, it was more of a relaxing trip than, you know, go crazy and gamble. 
I play my poker in a lot of the casinos on Fremont Street in Old Vegas. I really enjoy it. I don't know why they're just like they're cheapo tournaments, but you know, you get you know, you spend like fifty bucks and you get like two and a half hours of. Just oh yeah, fun. well that's that's like, the beauty about these tournaments is you get the two and a half hours, and you know if you're really good and you have a really fun time, you can win some money. But generally, it's less costly than a show mm-hmm. uh, for the same amount of time, and you get to play something that you actually like. Uh, I, I did, uh, when I went to Fremont street, I played a little, uh, with my possibly soon to be mother-in-law. I, oh. I, I, what? hold on. I played some, uh, some ultimate Hold'em, ultimate Texas Hold'em, which is the worst game of all time. I mean, it's yeah. not, it's not poker. No, it's not. It's crap is what it is. Uh, so needless to say, I lost some money there. Uh, mm-hmm. then I played some, uh, I played some regular poker. I played some real poker at uh, the Venetian in the Sands poker room. Yeah, uh, that's a right room. I, I like it. It's a little too bougie for me. Yeah, so I, I didn't go. I didn't go too crazy. We walked around the strip a couple of times. You know, had some. Uh, we were more in the mood for getting some of the good food and finding some different places to eat than we were for gambling and going nuts. Mm. I mean, there were one day in there we went to sleep at like nine o'clock. Cause we were up at three in the morning. It's, in fact, it was Saturday, Saturday. We went to, uh, we left Fremont street around 10, got back to the hotel around 11 and finally just settled down because that was our first day there. We were up since like four in the morning. Mm. We just, we just wanted to get our days worth, you know, like Hawkins hours, almost. <laughs> kind of like Hawkins hours. Yeah. So, uh, no, it was a really fun trip. I had a, a really fun time. Uh, I was supposed to come back and, you know, get from Las Vegas to Chicago around 10 AM local in Chicago Ended up getting in later. Uh, the first flight was overbooked. Uh, the girl and I couldn't sit next to each other. So we're like, oh, you know, we can spend a little bit. It was only about two hours later. Uh, we can spend a little bit of extra time here, you know, get something to eat, not rush. And we were promised seats together on the next flight. So we took the next flight and I got home a little bit later. So our schedule was pushed back. Um, and we are doing the show late on a Wednesday night. Maybe the latest uh, that we've recorded the show on a regular week in quite some time. Yeah, I I spent my weekend in Reseda. You did Star Weekend Twelve. I I fell into a ticket to night two, and then it's like, well, if I'm going to night two, I best go to night one, and uh, it was well worth my money. Just a fun, fun card. Um, I'm not gonna go into too much detail necessarily because I know, as you said, well, you can really only do kind of two minutes on PWG because nobody else has seen it. Well, but, it's hard. Yeah, because no one no one listening to this yeah. has seen it. <laughs> and and those who actually were there are like, okay, we, we saw it already. Yeah. We don't need to hear the talk about it. So you can go to voices of wrestling.com in four months when they release the DVDs for these shows. Talk about it. Catch the review. But I'll, I'll give a couple of uh, quick hits. Um, my matches of the two nights uh, match of the night, night one, Marty Skrull versus Kyle O'Reilly was fantastic. Marty Skrull is quickly, quickly becoming possibly my favorite performer at PWG other than maybe Mike Bailey, but man, this match was great. Just absolutely great. I know some people have raved about young bucks and ricochet and Seidel. That was a very good match. I I just thought, I I thought this one was better. I thought it was a more compelling story. I thought it was a more hard hitting with a few dashes of comedy in there. That was great. Night two, uh, one that's going to get high, high consideration possibly in my top 10 of the year. Um, death by elbow, the, the team of Chris hero and JT Dunn, uh, 
the debuting JT Dunn at PWG versus Ricochet and Seidel. This match, wow. I mean, I, I had my breath taken away, and you know I'm a kind of a cynical, snarky kind of dude. Wow. I, I absolutely loved, loved this match uh, quite a lot. Trevor Lee is such a great, great heel here in PWG. I wish they'd let him show it in TNA. Um, comes out to the perfect dick heel music, Born in the USA by Bruce Springsteen. Um, he had great matches. Um, two matches that over-delivered, in my opinion, and were really, really good. Trent versus Drew Galloway was an absolutely eye-opening shocker as to how good it was. And on night two, Mark Andrews versus uh, evil player Uno, which I wasn't expecting much out of, but man, that was a really, really fun match. And both the Trevor Lee's matches, one against uh, Drew Galloway on night two and night one against uh, Chuck Taylor were really, really good. There wasn't really a bad match or at least a clunker on the entire card um, either night and um, hot crowd, lots of fun. Interesting on night two that Ronda Rousey chose to go to PWG as opposed to UFC, but I can understand it. But um, yeah, that death by elbow tag team match. uh, (laughs) It's one of my favorite tag team matches in a long, long time. So you had fun. Yes. It was a good weekend. And I stayed awake and I met a lot of nice new people that I hadn't met before because I got my tickets through other people. So Mm -hmm. that nice. Um, yeah. Uh, great, great match. Now, Rob, in addition to being in Vegas, because you were on vacation, you missed raw. Yes, I did. Oh, wait, before we get to that tonight on TV, by the way, two fantastic shows, both NXT, which I've watched while waiting for you and Lucha underground, which is a triple threat match between, uh, Prince Puma, Mil Mortes and Pentagon jr. Both hose worthy. Yeah. Hoes me. I know. I got. I got to watch uh, Lucha Underground. I haven't watched the NXT show. I'll do that later tonight uh, because I. I just haven't had time. Yep. Um. And you know, Raw on USA. I actually had a little time Monday night. If mm-hmm. Raw didn't have the West Coast feed of USA, <laughs> my hotel didn't have Directv or anything, so it was the West Coast feed of USA. Right. And at five o'clock, I was ready. You know, we were kind of settling down. We got dinner for the room. We were settled down. I could have watched some of Raw, but instead, CSI showed up. Uh, and by eight, we were out of the room. So uh, no raw for me this week, which means we are going to bring back a segment we've only done one time before. Yes, I was on vacation in Arizona, and I also had a similar problem because of the feed, uh, the live feed. I have DirecTV when I write the reviews for voices, so I get it at five o'clock. It was not on until nine o'clock Arizona time, so I miss it. So we played Jeff Guesses the Raw Booking. So right now, Rob, are you ready? I am. I am ready to guess raw. Rob McCarran, are you ready to guess raw? I'm ready, Gene. <laughs> I turned into Pat McNeil all of a sudden. What I don't know. And you brought music to the show. I, wow. While you were delayed, I figured out a way to make a soundboard in Skype. Oh, my God. Does that mean more? Sa- Jeff's going to start producing the show too. What do I even do? We're just turning this into the Jeff Hawkins show, which I'm sure our listeners appreciate. And I'm not being facetious. <laughs> no, I. Just, we're going to become a morning zoo show as opposed to a serious wrestling show. Great. Right, Rob, ten questions. Ten. Wow. Here we go. 
Shane McMahon started off Raw with a promo. Which of the following? Of course he did. He said, A, people are sick of hearing about brass rings and what's best for business. B, there are some guys who are dying for a break, and there are some guys who get all the breaks but have no talent. C, we need to go back to the second W in WWE, which is wrestling. (laughs) You didn't do that one. I'm going to go with, uh, what was B again? There are some guys in the back who are dying for a break, and there are some guys who get all the breaks but have no talent. B. That is correct. Oh, interesting. Because if you're going to be Shane McMahon, the anti-authority, you can't be in favor of those on top. You have to be in favor of, if you want the, the fans behind you, right, that you want to be on their side saying their things. And that's the one thing where it's, you know, it, it's their thing for sure. Uh, it's interesting, though. So Shane McMahon on the side of those who are not being pushed. Yeah, it was an interesting. That was interesting because it seemed like to me uh, that it's a shot at Reigns. No, it, it's a shot. It's a passive aggressive strike at talent, and it breaks that fourth wall that I really don't enjoy watching. In terms of this, isn't based on wins and losses or athletic competition. It's based on who people in the back want. So it got that got a little bit that I didn't like all that much. Vince McMahon had a very very good promo here. Um, in terms of he had some really killer lines like his last one. It's ironic that my biggest failure will be or that that at my greatest success, I will get rid of my greatest failure or something like that. That was really strong. He was really, really good here. He was doing the usual scenery chewing, but I thought Vince as a as a conniving planning heel here. Very, very good. All right, Question so we, we started we started off raw with a McMahon opening up the show, so we're back to the glory days of Raw, if you will. Great. Yes, we are. What's All McMahon's McMahon's are ratings. What's number two? Number two. So Vince McMahon cuts this promo on Shane. How did the segment end? A. Shane beat up four security guards on his own. B. Shane is arrested by the police and put in handcuffs and led away. C. Vince calls out Undertaker's brother Kane, who then choke slams shane i don't think they would do the arrest just because he's a competitor now in wwe and he hasn't done anything yet he's only just you know opened up raw oh i don't i don't know if the idea should be to make shane a viable threat to the undertaker like he's just there to kind of get his ass kicked and you want to see if he's swimming out so i'm going to go see i I believe they bring out kane now that's the issue because kane really isn't on the side of the authority but he is on the side of his brother I'm going to go with uh, Kane comes out reviving the uh, rivalry with Shane McMahon. Mm. Oh no. He was arrested. He no, no. He beat up four security guards Stop. on his own. Stop. Nope. Were they really small one? Were they like your worst of the worst local yeah. indie guys? Not, not only were they the worst of the worst indie guys, they waited, they came out, they waited for a time cue when Vince called them to go in and then they walked down and went in one by one. Oh, through the worst punches ever. Bad security. Bad security. Very, very bad security. All right. Number three, Neville and Kevin Owens had a match here. Okay. What happened post match? A. Kevin Owens called out the big show. B. Kevin Owens smacked Michael Cole. C. Kevin Owens attempted to powerbomb Neville on the apron, and Sami Zayn made the save. Sami Zayn 
making the save, I'm going to say. Now, that is exciting. Um, I haven't seen the buzz for it because I wasn't on Twitter all Monday. Uh, so it would make sense if I didn't see buzz for that because uh, I really hadn't. But I always thought that Sami Zayn would show up at some point. If it wasn't the Raw after WrestleMania, it would be shortly beforehand. I don't know if they're going to do a Kevin Owens-Sami Zayn match if Sami Zayn indeed did show up. But what I did hear over the weekend was Big Show was maybe hurt. So I don't believe Big Show is part of that. So I'm going to go Sami Zayn uh, returned to Raw. Aha! Very, very good. It appears from the SmackDown taping results that this is going to be the multi-man match. That is not going to be a one-on-one match between Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. It's going to involve Neville and The Miz. Okay. Which is disappointing in some ways because I think this feud, even though there are only three weeks and it could go on later. You know, I'm more of a one-on-one guy anyways, but, you know, The Miz has to do something here, right? The Miz has to do something... You know, I, I thought it would have been really good to have the U.S. championship as the one-on-one match with Callisto defending because you could do a ladder match uh, with Callisto and he can do all his fun spots. And maybe if he retains the title, he gets a really good showcase out of it. Uh, Sami Zayn in a multi-man match. It's great that he's on WrestleMania. It's I a little d- bit disappointing, but hey, he's got plenty of time and you got uh, payback and then extreme rules coming up. You can easily build towards a Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens one-on-one program leading up to a crazy match at extreme rules and get the fans really behind it. The fans who aren't aware of their history from NXT. Uh, So I'm I'm actually fine with them building up a singles match for later versus, you know, something three weeks from now. I I agree. I I think it's a nice consolation for Sami's work the past few weeks against Samoa Joe on NXT that he gets brought in and gets to be put in a match of this caliber. Um, and his injury kind of sidetracked him from possibly being put on the main roster in the first place. So I, I have no problem with this. Sam, Sammy deserves all the success he can get. All right. So you are two out of three. You're doing quite well. I know. Number f- I'm not surprised, Rob. You are a smart fellow. Um, <laughs> so your, your Skype board apparently doesn't turn off the sounds for everything else on Skype. No, it doesn't. I have it all plugged in. I'm sorry. No, nope, you're go ahead. <laughs> I'm using this look around or something like that. Okay, Brie Bell and Summer Ray was your next match. I'm gonna get through all ten of these. Trust me. Brie Bell and Summer Ray was your next match. What's the result? Brie pins Summer Ray as Lana comes out and applauds. Lana's music distracts Brie, who gets schoolboyed for a loss. Then Lana hits the Bella Buster. See, Brie wins by DQ when Lana hits her with her new move, the Lana Lariat. The Lana Lariat. Um, B, B involves Summer Rae winning, right? Yes. I'm going to go B because Summer Rae has for some, oh, did I get it right? Yeah. Summer Rae's on a win streak. I didn't give you time to talk yourself out of it because you're telling me. I wasn't going to talk out of that because I I was going to go with the one whenever you, when you mentioned that match, I'm like, okay, Brie Bella, she has the thing with Lana and Summer Rae has been winning matches for no reason whatsoever. Uh, Mm -hmm. so I just felt figured they would continue that. So Brie Bella and Lana. They were involved in a wrestling angle. What was that? You know what happened was was the program that I was using for the soundboard and to loop all the sound in? Trial period. And they only let you play a few different things at a time. Ah. Until so me being all clever and crap, I didn't realize this. I apologize. Okay. So your trial right. period expired. Yes. And in, within, uh, within an hour. And then <laughs> it just went haywire. I guess so. Yikes. Okay, here goes. Number five, Dolph Ziggler had an angle on Raw revolving around the following. 
A, his Survivor Series win in which the authority were taken out of power. B, a joke he made on Twitter about Stephanie's looks. C, being a guy that Shane would want to make a top star. Ooh. And there's no D option? Just kidding. Dolph Ziggler was nowhere on Raw? Nope, he was uh, on Raw. He was on Raw. I'm going to go with uh, with Shane wanting to make Dolph Ziggler a top guy in his WWE. That is incorrect. Oh, the, no. He had a show-long angle about a tweet. What? About the victory, not about Stephanie's looks, about his victory at Survivor Series. At Survivor Series? Of, of two Survivor Series ago. Yes. Yes, because they need to give Stephanie something to do on the show. Otherwise, she wouldn't have been doing anything. And her her idea to be on the show was to mock something that happened in 2014. No, 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 no. She was angry at this and kind of emasculated Zack Ryder, who was talking to Dolph, which leads to my next question. Oh, okay. Stephanie, Stephanie books Dolph in a one-on-three match versus the League of Nations. Okay. An elimination match. Which league member did not wrestle? A, Alberto Del Rio, B, Wade Barrett, C, Rusev. So Sheamus was in the match. Mm -hmm. Alberto Del Rio. Well, I'll go with uh, I'll go with Wade Barrett. Wade Barrett seems to be that guy who's always kind of left out of the four, whether it's recovering from an injury. Although when we get to roadblock, we'll talk about that. I'll go with uh, Wade Barrett was the one not included. That is incorrect. He took the sacrificial fall. Whoa. Alberto Del Rio. He took one of the sacrificial falls before Sheamus and Rusev ended up beating Dolph. Alberto Del Rio was not in this match. Any particular reason or he just wasn't in there? Because I believe he will be set aside for later. Yeah. And Wade Barrett and Sheamus are the tag team of note in the Roadblock tag team match. That's right. We're going to preview Roadblock. So, so far we're six questions in and I am three correct, three incorrect. I've made these hard, so don't feel too bad. Nah, it's okay. It's okay. It's WWE Raw. I should be better at this, but what are you going to do? What is question number seven? Dean Ambrose came out to cut a promo at the top of hour two. Did he a say he respected Triple H? B say Triple H would <laughs> say Triple H would respect him. C not bring up respect at all. Oh, there's no way he didn't bring up respect at all. But we you talked about this last week. You are playing off of our conversation last week on the show, I Jeffrey. Am. I am because we all thought Dean Ambrose would come out saying he respects Triple H. Uh huh. But part of the story seems to be that triple H obviously doesn't respect Dean. Cause why would he, he's, he thinks he's basically a, uh, you know, a given victory at roadblock. I'm going to say Dean Ambrose is going to make triple H respect him. That is correct. Yeah. And they, they pulled the twist on us and said that, uh, the respect this time would come from triple H to Dean. Ambrose. But there had to be respect. Yeah. This, this promo went great because Dean eventually said, yeah, and I'm going to make, and then I'm going to tell you to suck it. And it should have ended there. And oh, it would have been an awesome, awesome prelim or uh, prelim uh, promo. And, but then triple H has to get into his had to add the button and it killed the promo to me. It, it, it killed the hope that Dean might actually win in the buildup. I, I think he should just left it alone, but he didn't. So that's a shame. All right. Becky and Sasha number eight, Becky and Sasha were involved in a match. What kind of match? What happened in the match? How about that? Okay. A tag match against Team Bad in which they scored a pin and both got beat down by Charlotte. Hmm. A triple threat against Paige where both made her tap. Hmm. Or C, a one-on-one -on -one match with a non-finish. Oh, no. I don't know. No, no, no. They wouldn't do a one-on-one -on -one match. 
a triple threat with Paige is clever because, you know, Paige plays the role of Charlotte. It sees how they, you know, work either together or break down in a triple threat match. The tag team match is their usual thing, right? It's the two challengers. They, they have to team together. Team bad would be an appropriate uh, rivalry, but I'm, I'm going to go with the triple threat with Paige because Paige has been losing a lot lately, and I think it plays into the triple threat at WrestleMania. I'm going to go triple threat with Paige. That is incorrect. It was <sighs> actually a tag match against Team Bad that went about like three minutes, and then Charlotte beat down both Sasha and Becky. Wow. Okay. All right. Number eight in the tag team title match. Nope, between number the nine. New- number nine. Oh, no, this is eight. We just did eight. Oh shit! I wrote eleven. Okay. <laughs> Questions. Okay. I'll uh. Well. Just go. Number nine. In the tag in the tag team title match between the New Day and Y two AJ. A Y two AJ won the tag team titles. B Y two AJ won by DQ but teased dissension. <laughs> C Y two AJ lost and Chris Jericho hit AJ Styles with three consecutive code breakers. Yeah, Chris Jericho turned on AJ. Yes, he did. Yes, that is he correct. Did. If you bought a T-shirt, it is now officially out of style. I, if they if they never would have come out with the T-shirt, I would have thought for sure maybe it was something different. But who called this, Rob? You I, did. You did. I called this. You did. But hey, now you know. Okay, so if that happened, it looks like it's pretty clear that AJ and Chris Jericho will either get a singles match or they'll be thrown together in with that uh, Intercontinental Championship. I believe it will be a singles match. But yeah, singles match seems most likely, which I'm not I'm not thrilled to see again. What I'm thrilled for is to see AJ in a singles match at WrestleMania. Hopefully all the kinks have been worked out with those two because they have not had good singles matches. I, I, they've been I, okay. They've been okay. They 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 haven't been exemplary like we were expecting out of a wrestler of the year. Right. And, and that's and, not necessarily his fault. And no, it's not. And it's Chris Jericho, their new opponents. They haven't worked together before. Uh, so hopefully after a couple of months, a couple of matches here, they'll do pretty well at WrestleMania. And it is WrestleMania. They'll they'll bring their A game. So that's cool. AJ Styles and Chris Jericho in a one-on-one match. Um, you know, part of that, because uh, they had the tag team titles, I do know the card for Roadblock, which kind of gave away the fact that the uh, AJ didn't win the tag titles on this Raw. So yeah. by process of elimination, I went with that one. And I have now one, two, three, four, five, six out of nine correct so i'm making knew, a little comeback i knew you'd know roadblock so that's why i did the one by dq but teased a breakup i yeah. thought maybe i could fool you on that one no, not I, quite jeffrey number all 10 right, number, t- number 10 ryback appears to have a one-on-one program for wrestlemania is it a kane b kalisto c big show well if big show was hurt and Kane, unfortunately, is not choke slamming, but might be part of the Undertaker thing. I'm going to go Callisto because big man versus small man seems to be Vince's favorite thing. That is correct. And it is a damn shame that this is going to be one on one as opposed to Sammy and Kevin Owens. That's all I have to say. about yeah, that. Sammy and Kevin Owens would be a better one on one match, but I'm not holding out. I'm holding out hope that they'll have a really good singles match on a later pay-per-view. I don't need it to be on WrestleMania. And I like Ryback. I'm glad Ryback's getting a singles match at WrestleMania and against Callisto. I think that would be somewhat, I think that'll, you know, over overdue expectations. I think that'll uh, be a pretty good match and you shouldn't be hanging your head in shame and hanging your head in upset and disappointment over that match. So I'm, I'm going to be excited for that one too. So uh, Rob, I'd remember- like to remind you, I paid for WrestleMania. I want to see Sammy and Kevin. Yeah, Owens. yeah but you I also want to see Ryback and, Friggin' Callista. Listen, do you want to kill Sami Zayn? I mean, Sami Zayn, two days prior, is wrestling Shinsuke Nakamura. 
No, I do not. Calm and down, everybody. You're correct, but I don't want to see you. This guy is going to get the TakeOver payday. He's going to get the WrestleMania payday. And he's going to have a match of the year candidate with Shinsuke Nakamura. I think everyone can calm down on the Sami Zayn. Oh, my God. I can't believe he's not wrestling one-on-one at WrestleMania. When two weeks ago, we didn't even think he would be on the show at all. Final question here. Given the Dean Ambrose Triple H prelim, or prelim, why do I keep saying that? A promo. As a result of it, the main event was Bray Wyatt versus Dean Ambrose. Naturally. The Wyatt family beat down Dean. Of course. Triple H came out to finish the job. Of course. What happened next? He did it. He finished the job. Hold on. Triple H led the Wyatt family into more beatings on Dean. Okay. Triple H gave a signal to the Wyatt family for them to leave and then beat down Dean by throwing him across the announce table. Okay. See, Bray Wyatt got in Triple H's face, laughed, stroked the title, and left. Whoa. Whoa. I could see either of the first two happening. You're trying to you're trying to sway me a little bit by saying Bray Wyatt faced off with Triple H. That's what you're trying to do to me right now. I'm I'm half tempted to pick that just because I don't I don't even know if your brain could have come up with that. Um, throwing over the announce table seems pretty lame, and I don't think Raw would end. Roman Reigns didn't come back. Negative. Ah. Because it was a build for Triple H and Dean Ambrose. Right, but we just had a Raw end that way with Roman Reigns. We have the beatings of Dean Ambrose. If you're on the road to Roadblock, him just beating up Dean and the show ending, I don't know if that's particularly fun television. It's either Keep that. It, hold on, Rob. Keep it's in e- mind. It's I said, what ha- Rob, I said, what happened next? I didn't say how it ended. Oh, okay. Yeah, but that's why I asked if Roman Reigns came back, because I can assume if Roman Reigns came back. Um, Roman Reigns was nowhere to be seen. Roman Reigns was nowhere to be seen. Dean Ambrose could have easily come back, made a comeback. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with a, and think that he beat up Dean with the Wyatt family, but somehow Dean came back, triple H bailed and he beat up like Eric Rowan or somebody. Dean Ambrose did indeed come back, but yeah. the answer here is C. Bray no, Wyatt stop. got in triple H's face, laughed, stroked the title belt and left. Come teasing on. Something. Come on yes. now. Yes. Teasing, goes, teasing yeah. a Bray Wyatt and Triple H match that will never happen? Correct. Bray Wyatt's about to lose to Brock easily at Roadblock. I think it sets up an inter-pay-per-view uh, storyline, to be honest with you. I wrote about it in our preview that's coming up on Voices, and we can talk about it here. But no, yes, they teased this. Then Triple H went to beat on, ro- beat on uh, Dean. Dean eventually got uh, Dirty Deeds. And grabbed the title belt and looked at the WrestleMania sign as we ended. Wow. Okay. Well, that's weird. Uh, well, Bray Wyatt's done this, right? Where he teased the uh, Brock Lesnar thing and then it wasn't going to happen at WrestleMania and now it's happening he's, at uh, Roadblock. But this is weird. If, I got, te- I got, he has teased stepping up to the authority before. Okay. I have to see this, though. I have to see how it played out because by words, it doesn't seem to make sense. Um, but in the final tally... It looks as if I got, uh, how many correct? Seven out of 11, I believe. Uh, so I was uh, a little over 70%, which is a passing grade. That is a passing grade. And, uh, and you got, you've got the ones where I tried to trick you up quite a bit. So, uh, kudos to you, sir. Oh, well, thank you. I did, uh, I did pretty well, but that would, uh, that would send us into. Please take over the rest of the play by play. So I can just counter punch. <laughs> okay. That would send us into WWE roadblock where the main event of the show is Triple H defending the title against Dean Ambrose uh, for the World Heavyweight Championship. 
And the winner of this would conceivably go on to defend against Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, uh, most likely, unless they just completely reshuffle the card from this roadblock. Uh, but Triple H and Dean Ambrose, we kind of talked about this when they made the match. Uh, to me, Dean Ambrose can't win. Triple H can't really beat Dean Ambrose clean. I mean, you you talk about a show-long storyline. Uh, to me, whether it's the Wyatt family, more likely Brock Lesnar, uh, someone interferes in this match. Roman Reigns probably comes back on this show. Like, I would imagine if Roman Reigns didn't show up on Raw, he comes back on this show. Maybe it turns Triple H and Brock into a tag team match against Dean and Roman. Maybe just Roman saves Dean from a beatdown, and we have the stare-off at the finish of the show with Triple H and Roman Reigns. Uh, but Dean Ambrose and Triple H, I don't believe we're going to have a clear winner on this one. They sh- certainly shouldn't have Dean Ambrose lose clean. I see no title change and no change to the WrestleMania matches in the main events. I see no changes in the titles. I think Enzo and Cass are probably going to get a DQ win, but it would not shock me if they got like a two week run with the NXT title belts. Well, we're not on that match and yet. added to that. No, I'm just saying in general for the show. Um, I think all these matches, the the Brock Dean match, or not the Brock Dean, Brock Bray match and the Dean Hunter match end up being a show long story in which, okay, Brock gets through the Wyatt family and then eventually pin, you know, he, he, he throws Rowan around, he throws Harper around, he stares down with Braun and gets rid of him and then he pins Bray. And then in the other match, the Wyatts come out to interfere, and it's questionable. Are they going to beat up Dean? Are they going to beat up Triple H? Are they going to beat up both? Triple H is laid out beforehand, and Dean is laid out beforehand. They're both kind of like crawling around, and that's when the Wyatts come out. The Wyatts come in, beat up Dean. Brock makes the save by getting rid of the Wyatt, then F5s uh, Dean, and then Roman comes in and eventually makes the save. After, but... Triple H steals a pin on Dean after after the F5. That's what I see. And then Dean or then uh Roman and Triple H have a stare down. That's how I see it. Mm-hmm. I, I could see Roman not even being on this show at all. I could see Triple H just stealing that pin on Dean and then it leading to how is Roman Reigns ever gonna defeat Triple H? Yeah, I, I think this is the night for Roman Reigns to come back, but uh they could save it for Raw. More people are gonna be watching Raw than watching this show. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is on the WWE Network. You might want to pimp subscriptions by having a Roman Reigns surprise return. Because if you're Vince McMahon and you believe Roman Reigns is the guy and he's a he's a drawing card and he's a he's a channel uh, uh, what a page turner whatever, mm-hmm. you would have him come back on the show, build up support for your network, build up support for Roadblock. Um, I, I think there's probably in my mind I would go nine out of ten that Roman Reigns comes back on the show. You mentioned the NXT Tag Team Titles, the Revival, or defending against Enzo and Cass. I continue to see this as the uh, the ending point for Enzo and Cass, and they go away and they come back on the Raw after WrestleMania. I do not see a tag team title change. There's you know Twitter fluffer out there, a fluddle, whatever you want to say, about a possible triple threat tag team match. That's what I'm thinking. At NXT TakeOver. But at the same time, I would not want to see American Alpha in a triple threat tag team match. I want to see them go against the Revival one-on-one win the tag team titles, and it's a huge moment in front of NXT Dallas. Um, I'm going to go with the Revival winning the match here, building up their title defense as a strong team against American Alpha at at, uh, NXT Dallas. I see the Revival winning clean. 
My only concern about that is Enzo and Cass have absolutely nothing to do on WrestleMania weekend other than possibly Raw. So I could see them getting on the NXT show as a goodbye. Maybe a squash against the Vaude villains, but they haven't announced that yet. So I would see them getting put in. I mean, American Alpha is getting the tag belts at NXT Dallas. Do you agree with that? What now? American Alpha is getting the tag titles one way or another yeah. at NXT Dallas. No, yeah, yeah, that's why. Yeah, I believe they are getting the tag team championships. I'm, right. I'm sorry. I, I thought I thought you said Enzo and Cass, and not American Alpha. But no, uh, but but you could always give the belts to Enzo and Cass here. They could, and then they and then you don't hurt the revival, and and the revival have a way to say that they got gypped because they were never pinned, or you make it an elimination tag of some way, and but American Alpha still gets to win. I just think they need to add Enzo and Cass to this NXT card somehow, and they're going to find a way to do it. Okay. That's just, but that's just an opinion. I, I could live without them, and I could live with them beating the VOD villains because the VOD villains don't do a whole lot for me, to be honest with no, you. No, so, they, they certainly either. don't for me. Right. Yeah, I, I could, I could see a number of different things. I just don't think we're going to get really anything that's too, too key for future storylines on this show. I, I don't think we're getting changes of any kind. I don't think we're getting title changes. Nothing that rocks the boat. You know, I, I don't believe this will be on the level that Elimination Chamber was, the uh, surprise WWE Network special. I feel like this is more still an overblown house show. I know you're paying right. more, you're paying high in, higher ticket prices if you're going to the show live in Toronto. Um, but otherwise, it's a Saturday night house show with bigger stars, bigger matches on paper, uh, but not necessarily important finishes or title changes uh, effectively at the end of the day, a special house show live event. Uh, so I don't see the tag team titles uh, changing in NXT. I also don't see Bray Wyatt putting up a significant challenge against Brock Lesnar. I feel like Brock Lesnar is going to win this match uh, very easily. Oh, really? I think he's going to, I think it's going to be a lot of uh, him beating up on the other Wyatt family members and Bray almost stealing a pin and then getting pinned eventually. I don't think it's going to be a squash of any kind in terms of just one-on-one. Yeah, no, I, I see a squash on Bray. I see, even if he's not squashing Bray, I could see another DQ in this show. And if they do two DQs, I wouldn't be surprised at all. I can see all of the Wyatt family jumping in and Brock taking out everyone except for Bray Wyatt. Except Bra- well, except for Braun, I think I think they're gonna they're gonna keep Braun. Strong. Yeah, maybe except for Braun too. But I I don't know. I don't know. They could take out Braun too. Uh, at this point, with all the matches that we know, most likely for WrestleMania, I don't know who you give the win in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal to. Uh, you know, if Braun Strowman is the guy, I'm not even sure there is one. And there may not be. There may not be. You're right. There there may not be. They have a lot. You know, they have the Hell in a Cell match. AJ and Styles or AJ Styles and Chris Jericho should get some time. Uh, yeah, they, there may not be one on this four hour show may not be maybe the pre-show also. Yeah. So who cares? Um, and we have the tag team title match. We have the tag team. Ti- yes. Mm. Seamus and King Barrett, King Barrett, an interesting one going for the tag team titles. I guess he's, he's kind of like the Yoshihashi in this one where he's, you know, kind of in there to take the fall. Uh, yes. you have the league of nations in there against the new day uh, for the tag team titles. Again, I don't see any change. The new day are going to win this one. The interesting thing about this is something that uh, Dave Meltzer kind of dropped in that that uh, that has got me thinking, but I think they're going to hold off till WrestleMania. He said that they couldn't put in Y2J and AJ into a multi-tag team match because of something having to do with the New Day. And there have been reports that this entire time that the New Day was meant to eventually build up Big E as a solo act. 
eventually they're going to pull the trigger on that. I don't think they're going to do it here by giving the League of Nations a win, and I do think Wade Barrett is taking the fall. But I think you may start to see the beginning of dissension. I mean, the New Day is good enough to play faces in this in this feud, and the League of Nations could always take the tag belts and do the quote-unquote freebird rule should they choose, but uh, it's just something to keep in the back of your head should, should something happen with the New Day here. Don't be terribly, terribly surprised. We have uh, equally as number as many a number of matches for WrestleMania right now, officially announced four, uh, Triple H, Roman Reigns, Shane McMahon, The Undertaker, Dean Ambrose, Brock Lesnar, and then the Divas triple threat match. Mm -hmm. Uh, We assume we're going to get probably AJ and Jericho, probably going to get that Intercontinental title uh, free-for-all. We're going to get Callisto and Ryback, it sounds like, according to Jeff (laughs) Hawkins and Raw. Uh, (laughs) So a number of matches to be added. Who knows what they're going to do with Lana and Brie Bella? Who knows what they're going to do with any of the other people on the show uh we also got the big boss man this week it uh it sounds like i'm looking it up now the big boss man apparently going into the wwe hall of fame mm-hmm. so that is a uh, a cool one i was always in interested uh in the big boss man my first my first real exposure to uh to him was ray trailer when he went into wcw and he was a friend of the steiner brothers when he was when he was the guardian angel type character um, is that what he was as Ray trailer in WCW? I thought he came in as the boss. No, I don't remember Ray that. Trailer. He was, okay. he was Ray trailer. He was a uh, compadre of the Steiners. He kind of took Rick's side when Scott, uh, when Scott turned. Oh, that's much later than, okay. yeah, that's late. That's late. That's, but that that's was my first he, exposure. That's when, he, that's when he's already jumped back and forth like twice. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, he had yeah. jumped back and forth because that was my first exposure. Cause this happened, you know, after I started watching in 97, so this is uh, this is my first experience. And then he uh, showed up as the big boss man in the Roman Reigns gear uh, to uh, to WWE television. That's had the... my favorite era Ray trailer. I oh, think. Other oh, yeah. Than, other than Big Bubba Rogers, who I loved. I loved him as uh, Jim Cornette's bodyguard in the old NWA. Uh, my first exposure was actually possibly his first match on TV where he took on Tully Blanchard and Tully Blanchard got him up for the slingshot suplex. And apparently from that, Dusty Rhodes was so impressed that he 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 packaged Ray Trailer to be something. And that's why he kept going. I mean, Dusty, uh, about six months ago, I did a uh, talking sheet with Les and Hugh and all them, and they were still doing the uh, going through the old observers. Dusty Rhodes was going to send Ray Trailer everywhere for training because he saw money in this guy. He sent him to UWF, and he was the champ. He was going to send him to, like, Continental and... Uh, every other small NWA fed Florida. He was going to send him everywhere just to give him more seasoning because he thought this guy was going to be a big star. And for a big man, this guy could move. I, I, I love everything about Boss Manny, and he seemed like a nice enough fella. And I guess also they've either announced or they've hinted at Stan Hansen and Jacqueline. I don't know if that's been official. Yeah, I think I think uh, Jacqueline has been on that rumored list for a while and would make sense uh, being Stan in Hans- Texas. Stan Hans- yeah, Stan Hansen may have been a Twitter announcement, yeah. possibly. Yeah, I I, uh, I don't know if they're official yet, but uh, probably pretty soon. But uh, yeah, expect Jacqueline to go in. Uh, it's, an, it's an eclectic Hall of Fame class. Definitely. I don't think you would be disappointed necessarily if you go uh, to the Hall of Fame. I'm personally... You know, not that uh, excited to attend a WWE Hall of Fame event. Like it would have to be a really—I don't even know. Maybe, maybe if Brian Danielson was the headliner, I would consider going. 
I'm going to the WWN Super Show at eight. Kota so. Kota Ibushi on the show. Whip Euro Trash. Oh, hose me. Yeah, Kota Ibushi coming to WWN Live, and uh, possibly, quite possibly, the Global Cruiserweight Series that's uh, a few months away. Mm-hmm. Possibly. Um, what is our match this week, Jeff, on our top 100 countdown? Our matches, I do not know the number of WrestleMania this is from off the top 19, of my head. 19, Seattle. 19 from Seattle. Brock Lesnar versus Kurt Angle for the WWE Championship. Brock Lesnar, the main event that was uh, had a lot of hype going in because Kurt Angle was telling everyone that would listen that... He wanted to have the best wrestling match of all time, and he could have that match with Brock Lesnar. So you, I don't know. If, yeah, <laughs> go ahead. You you had Brock Lesnar and Kurt Angle going in there with their amateur wrestling backgrounds. Uh, in Kurt Angle's case, his Olympic wrestling background. You know, and Kurt Angle, you know, setting the expectations high himself. He was not playing the lowered expectation game. He was saying, "We're going to have the best wrestling match of all time," and they were certainly given the spotlight to do it. The main event of WrestleMania 19 in Seattle. Uh, Brock Lesnar still relatively new to the scene. I mean, he was less than a year in at this point. Uh, so this guy was coming into a major spotlight event as a relative rookie in pro mm-hmm. wrestling. And uh, at the end of the night, you would kind of see some of that rookie, uh, the rookie mistakes being made. Uh, you had Kurt Angle, who also suffered a broken freaking neck heading into the show. So there were rumors weeks out that this match might not even happen and they might have to re- rewrite the entire WrestleMania story, the WrestleMania main event. We did not know three weeks prior if Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar would actually happen. And that's why they did the injury angle, correct? That's why they did it in case they had to write right. him out. Mm. Kurt um, Angle going in as yeah. the heel, Brock Lesnar going in as the uh, baby face. A mm. lot of angles with you know Kurt Angle's brother, you know the team angle stuff going on. Um, it was an interesting story. Uh, a lot of it was held on SmackDown. I mean, this, the storyline going into WrestleMania 19 was, was mostly SmackDown related and it was, uh, it was a fun WrestleMania. I remember, I mean, it may not yes. have done all the business metrics. You know, people talk about how it was one of the worst performing WrestleManias. I don't care. This WrestleMania was super fun. It had the yeah. HB, HBK return with Chris Jericho, which we did earlier. Yep. It had uh, Hulk Hogan. It had Roddy Piper's return to the company. Which over-delivered a bit. Nathan Jones almost costing The Undertaker his undefeated streak. Mm, How history would have been different there. This wasn't the Ric Flair. This was not the Ric Flair. Ric Flair, Undertaker. I keep thinking it's in Seattle. I don't you know do? why. You really do, because this is like the third time on this show you've made that mistake. Yes, Ric Flair, Undertaker was the year prior. Okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, Nathan Jones. Dear God. Nathan Jones, was they, he was so bad. Like it's Braun Strowman level. Like if Braun Strowman was in an Undertaker tag team match at this WrestleMania, I could see them doing the exact same angle they did. But Nathan, oh, oh, wait a second, Strowman. Nathan, 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 no, Nathan Jones Strowman is better than Strowman. Strowman. Oh, really? Oh yeah. Strowman looks like Ricochet compared to Nathan Jones. I don't know about that. Go back and watch Nathan. Jo- Braun Strowman. Maybe maybe back. Braun Strowman's better. Braun Strowman had a year in the Performance Center. He's he's got some time in, I guess. I'll have to go back and watch. No, please don't actually. I just realized I sentenced you to death. If you have to go back and research (laughs) Nathan Jones tapes, go back and watch Nathan Jones, best performance on the screen in Mad Max. How about that? Yeah. Okay. But this match, uh, I mean, it probably didn't deliver up to the hype of, you know, best match ever by any means. Oh no, no, no. But let's cut straight to what this match is most remembered for. 
You know, I don't want to. I don't want to because I want to because I want to give my opinion on the match. And to me, it over delivered. I mean, not over delivered, but not not over delivered. That's the wrong word. Um, Upon rewatch, I remember it. I now and now that I have a more critical eye for things, I remember this match far more fondly. And if not for the botched spot, this might be one of the best wrestling matches ever, in my opinion. That might be a bit hyperbola. I, I admit that. And it might be the era of recency because I just watched it before we went on the air. But I love this story. This story starts out with a sports build with Michael Cole losing his voice already and Taz. You have the amateur wrestling going on in the first act. And they're trying to, you know, they're trying in their strengths, trying to out clever one another with the amateur wrestling and it's not working. So that's when Kurt Angle starts going to the high risk moves. Um, and, and and missing them and screwing those up to go for the finish because all these throws and everything have meant nothing to go against Brock. And then in the third act, nothing but trying to finish the guy for good. I absolutely loved the pacing of this match and the way it was laid out. Absolutely loved it. And and I forgot how great it was, to be honest with you, because everybody thinks about that botched shooting star press, which in and of itself, I mean, he's trying to fly three quarters of the way across the ring. Yeah, no surprise. I mean, Kurt Angle was too far away from that. You're right. And the match, my point was just this match gets overlooked. And I think okay. that part that partly plays into the fact that it didn't deliver up to the hype of greatest match ever because you have a spot like that Brock Lesnar almost breaking his own neck against Kurt Angle, who had a broken neck. And people are going to remember that move. They're going to remember what went wrong versus uh, what what went right over everything. They're going to remember the moment versus the entire aspect of the match. The match was good. The match is by no means a bad wrestling match. Uh, they they got a ton of time, but it was kind of like WrestleMania 18. It was coming after what was clearly a bigger match on the show. It was coming after Steve Austin and The Rock, which yes, was and that was Austin's last match. Austin's right? last match. The Rock right. coming back, and that match was really good. The Rock for two years in a row did that, where you know they're not going to have the best wrestling match, but they go outside, they do a ton of shenanigans. It's two superstars that the crowd really loves. And Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar kind of had a hard time following that, um, even though, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I didn't watch the whole show again, but they had the women's the women's deal in between, possibly. I don't remember. But, I didn't watch the whole show. I just kind of went to the prologue and then watched this match. Yeah, they, they just were following a ton of stuff on this show, a ton of stuff that was great. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it was a really good match, but I mean, most people remember that botched shooting star press. Brock Lesnar has never done it again. He did it a few times prior. He never has done it since. Certainly isn't doing it now, uh, but he overcame that moment won the World Heavyweight Championship, the WWE Championship, at WrestleMania 19, and he would be gone from the company one year later, only to return in triumph as a former UFC champion, holding up WWE for a massive amount of money. As well anybody should. Absolutely. All power to you. You're a failed Minnesota Viking, but you go out and keep trying. dude. I wouldn't even call him failed Minnesota Viking. He went to camp and he was one of the last cuts. He's I mean, a, he's he a didn't, he, failed he didn't Minnesota. Make, he, he, he didn't make the team. Yeah, he failed, but, I mean, but he, did he didn't. as well as Baron Corbin. As hey, he, did. he didn't stop. No, Baron Corbin was on the NFL roster. Uh, he was on the practice squad. Hey, that counts. Brock didn't make the practice squad. He probably would have been offered a practice squad position and didn't want it because he's not going to do that. Goes well, into fighting, self- goes into wrestling. He was, he was self-aware enough to know that he couldn't do football right. with the high level, but he stayed around for that long. That 
having done that between high school and college, I got nothing but respect for him on that one. Yeah, no, good. I, and that's that's what I was starting to say with this is good on Brock Lesnar for going out and trying new things and not quitting. This guy isn't a quitter. Mm-hmm. And he went out, made a name for himself outside of WWE, which still to this day is the best possible thing you could do as long as it's not in another wrestling company. You have to make your name outside of WWE, preferably not in another wrestling company, because if you do that, then you weren't made here. But if you go out and do UFC or go out and do something else, I'm really interested to see how WWE portrays Matt Riddle when he shows up. Yeah. Because this guy is a former UFC star and he's coming into the company. He's a tough as hell. How will they portray Matt Riddle? Like, is he going to be a guy who just comes in and runs through everybody or will he be just another guy when he comes in? Uh, CM Punk. <laughs> hey, hey, well, CM Punk's not going to make his name anywhere else. No, that's true. That's true. I mean, uh, my hat is safe. Uh, But next week on the show, we are going to talk about uh, match number 41 in ECW classic Mike Awesome versus Masato Tanaka. Boy, did I love those Mike Awesome Masato Tanaka matches. Yeah, it'll be interesting to watch that in modern day parlance. Modern day eyes. And I feel like next week is going to be a conversation about all the concussions and whether or not we truly have the same eyes for this match, knowing what we know now, especially after the death of Mike Awesome. But uh, that will be our next match, match number 41 on our top 100 countdown of best matches to see on WWE Network before you die. Thanks, Jeff, for waiting so patiently for me to do this show as I struggled to get home. Before you wrap up real quick, um, note for us and usual listeners who may be expecting it. Are we or are we not doing a live show after Saturday? We are not doing a live show after Saturday. I follow me at Shake Them Ropes because we may do a live show sometime Saturday talking more about uh, um, the New Japan Cup final and maybe previewing, getting predictions on Roadblock. But right now, nothing is set. Uh, Saturday night is a bad time for trying to do live shows, not only for us, but also for viewership. People just aren't watching YouTube, uh, in my view, on a Saturday night. So we're not going to do a live show Saturday night, but stick around, follow us at Shake Them Ropes. We may have something live during the day talking more than just Roadblock, talking New Japan's uh, New Japan Cup final. Uh, Ring of Honor has a show that night featuring Jay Lethal and Matt Seidel for the world title. Uh, so we might talk about something else. Uh, so we'll we'll keep in touch with that. Follow us at Shake Them Ropes. But yes. right now, right now, as of this moment, uh, no mat, no show scheduled. Our next, uh, our next live show, Jeff and I, is probably going to be, uh, I would imagine, after, I don't know, after NXT? After after something, I don't know. We haven't quite figured that out yet, but we have uh, figured out a lot of logistics about. Uh, there's a lot of we the, can do that during the week. There's a lot of logistics we have to figure out, but follow follow at Shake Them Ropes, follow Jeff at Crap Game Thirteen. We'll keep you all updated with all the live show information. I want to thank you very much for listening to this episode of Shake Them Ropes. We will be back next week with Tanaka and Mike Awesome, plus the uh, fallout from WWE Roadblock and the continued road to WrestleMania now that all the yellow cones have been removed, now that all the roadblocks have been removed. <laughs> we finally have a uh, a carpool lane clear as we head into WrestleMania. So long from Shake Them Ropes. Here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations. Limited time only. Plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.